I'm Susie Quattro, and I'm back on the Rock Solid Podcast. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, I can't afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me in the Zoom room for her third appearance on the show, please welcome the legendary first lady of rock, Susie Quattro. Hello, my friend. How are you? Aren't you sick of me yet? <laughs> I, I am not. I tell people all the time what a fun person you are to chat with and how when I'm done talking with you, I feel like you're an old friend. That's just how that's just the vibe I get from you. That's nice. That's nice to know. I, I am. I am a communicator, so I do try to make it real. Every Whoever I talk to, I try to make it real. And I appreciate that. I'm enjoying seeing your uh, your awards behind you. That's nothing. That's one little kind tiny section of the room. <laughs> I bet. It's my dining room. And since I had a house from 1975, I put all the all the albums in the dining room, same as Mickey Mostet, and my singles are in the office. And then I've got an ego room on the third floor where everything is. So I'm happy to see it because I talked to a lot of uh, musicians. And they say they're in storage or some people say, I don't know where they are. And I'm like, what? Why? Why? It's like it's like the same stupid musician who says or or famous person who says, oh, I don't like playing my hits. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, it's it's just it just your brain doesn't compute it. Yeah. Yeah. The hits are why you have a house and a career and all that good stuff. But but how can you how can you say? You know, I mean, I've been doing my songs for, I've been 58 years in the business. As soon as I start up the drum beat of one of them, how can you say, and you see the reaction, how can you not, I can never do those songs enough. (laughs) Right. Anyway, that's me. Before we talk about your show, which was just eight days ago at the Royal Albert Hall, I want to, I want to tell you, I don't know if you even know this. Alice Cooper had an album out in 2021 called Detroit Stories. Sure, I know my my song's on it. Mom, your mama won't like me. That's right. I wear my jeans too short and my neckline too low. I'm getting stared at wherever I go. I wear my jeans too tight and I stay out all night. And when you turn me on, you'll see how I can bite. But he also changed the lyrics of his song, Detroit City, to include you in the lyrics. 
And I want people to know this in his original version, I think from 20 years ago, the lyric is Ted and Seeger were burning with fever and let the silver bullets fly. But then yeah. in the 2021 version, he says, Ted and Seeger were burning with the fever and Susie Q was sharp as a knife. And when I and love that, so he should. <laughs> and, and so uh, bless him. <laughs> and look, uh, he in the original version, he doesn't uh, he doesn't include any of the ladies. And I, I think he uh, he wised up. And uh, when I heard that new version, I uh, I got a charge out of it, and I was happy for him and for you. Yeah, well, we we go back a long way, Alice and I. Yeah, you uh, you would open for him, right? Yeah, but we go way back before then. Even before uh, then. I think since I was 16, 17. Wow, crazy. We go back a long way. My favorite Alice story, and he he tells it too, because we always liked each other. We were always good friends, but we, you know, there's that little, you know, the little edge where you can actually like somebody. Yes. Well, you're friends with them and you're not sure where to go then. One time we were, find ourselves alone in a hotel room. And so- we did the kiss, you know, that kiss where you do, and then you decide whether or not you're going to go further or that's it. <laughs> right. So, so we had the kiss and then we both, we both pulled away and looked at each other and we went, nah, <laughs> but now <laughs> when Alice sees me, whenever he sees me, I always goes, mm. I said, no, 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 no. We, <laughs> we did this. I think he regrets that. <laughs> no, but we are better friends. He, he, he's like, he always talks to me like I'm his little sister. That's terrific. And when you had that kiss, who had more makeup on? You or Alice? Him. All right. Of course. course. All right. Royal (laughs) Albert Hall. And he had the heels on too. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) April 20th, 2022, Royal Albert Hall. You've got to still be riding high from that show. I don't think I've come down property yet. Um, And you're talking 58 years in the business here and a lot of huge shows. Yeah. But. There was something about that gig. I can't explain it. I said to my husband just before I went out on the stage, I said, I'm nervous. I always remember this. I'm standing. I'm nervous. And I'm not a nervous. I mean, I get edgy just before you walk on the stage, which is good because it gives you the edge. You know, you never walk on there, you know, with the ego blaring. No, 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 no. That's a new audience. You got to win them. So I said to him just before I was going out, I can't. I said, I got to tell you, I'm a little bit nervous. And he said, don't be he said, this is just another show. And I said, this is not just <laughs> another show. And after it, he said, I see what you mean. There was an electric in the room. It was just unbelievable. I was so high. I did two and a half hours with just an interval all by myself. And 
it was palpable. You could, if you see the reviews, I don't know if you've been on Facebook, the reviews were like, I don't know, you go your whole career, you have your ups, your downs, you have your good reviews, your bad reviews, whatever. And then you get the one where it's the one that you've been striving for. This is the only way I can explain it. I was trying to tell it to my husband the other day. I am a rock and roller, but I am and always have been an entertainer. Yes. That's who I am. And this, these reviews have now acknowledged the fact that you're seeing an entertainer who can go the whole distance, who can do Desperado with just a piano, who can play a song on piano, who can go and play the drums, who can go high, low, in, out. And so they acknowledged it. And I said to Reiner, that's what I was fighting for, for that acceptance, for the act that I have been developing my whole career. For the last five years, I've been doing my solo, sit-down, iconic hall shows. And finally, I mean, I know I always have been an entertainer, don't get me wrong, but now they're seeing it. Right. And yeah, that, not- that is a real good feeling. Yes. When, no- they, when they give you that review and every single thing you did and chanced, because it's all a chance, maybe the people come and see me and go, what is she trying to do? You don't know, you know? Yeah. But Every single little bit that I put in, every little twist and turn, my talking, my, it's all in there. I went, yes. (laughs) Any acknowledgement is always good. It props you up and lets you know that you're doing what you thought you were doing. So that's great. Was this, uh, was this your first time playing the Royal Albert Hall? Yeah, I've done functions. I've done two or three big, big TV shows there with other artists and stuff. It's the first time solo and, you know, solo show. All those people there just to see me. And I my opening line of the wild one, it's the opening of the show. And it's so funny because I went, because the opening line is, all my life I wanted to be somebody, and here I am. And I went, all my life I wanted to be somebody. <laughs> I, I couldn't get the next bit out. And that that I had them. I didn't mean to do that, but a big pause and I went, and here I am. Because <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's just brilliant. Well, that was the entertainer in you coming out. You knew you subconsciously knew how to deliver that opening line. I did, but I didn't do it on purpose. Right. Exactly. It just, it just it's kinda, instinct. Yeah, it's the entertainer instinct. That's correct. And there was another great moment. You know, the highlights stand up. The, the funniest bit was because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I do my living room sessions. I haven't played since September because of the lockdown. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the front room and I do what I call my living room sessions with my live tape. And I don't just rehearse the show. I do the show. And if you would walk by the window, maybe somebody walks by with the dog and says, Susie Quattro doesn't look at her. She's gone nuts because <laughs> I, I do the show. I mean, full voice. I mean, stomping. I mean, you need a towel around your neck. 
I do it with the interval exactly. So I do it. Anyway, we got to the second act and we did the first song. And then I, because I'm so concentrating and I said, okay, now we're going to go from 2022 all the way back to 1981. And what a jump that is. And they were supposed to start rock hard. And I, nobody started. And it was a wonderful moment. And I turned to the drum and I looked at him. He's looking at me. And I looked at the girl singers and they went, no. I went, oh, so quick as a flash. I went to the microphone and I said, the band got it wrong. I said, <laughs> I said we're not doing that one at all. I said, <laughs> but it was classic. Funny. How do you get out of this? You know, I know. And then right. Quietly, I didn't say that loud, but I went. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, Susie, how much rehearsal went into getting this show ready with the band? 58 years. Oh, no, seriously. <laughs> um, I've been doing this kind of show. Right. Since 2015. Okay. When I did my supposed final Australian and when the buzz of that were off, I said, I'm so stupid. I, and I told the audience when I came back two years later, I'll never say the F word again. And I meant final, but that was the first time I put together a show because I thought it was the final. And I put together this entertainment show where I took the audience through a two hour emotional rock and roll, you know, everything I am talking about my life, pictures, clips, songs, da, 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 play the piano, play the drums. Um, and that worked a treat. And that kind of was so nice that I said to my husband, yes, I know I do headlining festivals and da, 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 da. But if I have a preference because I'm an actress and I'm a DJ and I'm an author, and all, I like to be able to do a show where I can show the artist that I am yeah. and not just the rock and roller. Yes, I'm that. I always say the rock is the role I stand on, but um, it's just so nice to be able to spread and show, you know, to, to end the act one with, with the song on piano, just by me by myself after you're screeching rock and roll. And then you end with that, you know, just great. And I, and I do do desperado at the end of the show after sweet little rock and roller sitting on a stool with just a piano. And it's very poignant. Desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. Oh, you're a hard one, but I know that you got your reasons. These things that are pleasing you can hurt you somehow. You draw the queen of diamonds, boy She'll beat you if she's able You know the queen of hearts Is always your best bet Now it seems to me some fine things It's, uh, yeah, you start with the wild one And you end with Desperado I mean, the Desperado is a wild one And vice versa, it's pretty cool Nice bookend it is bookend. And I was telling my husband just the other day, we're sitting at the kitchen table. And I'm the kind of person that uh, if I really love a song, and I mean, if I take it deep in me yeah, and I get a chance to record it, I'm going to sing the shit out of it. And Desperado went into my psyche in the scream scene days. 
when I went to a country and I couldn't go out the door because all the fans would mob me. And I was very lonely and I'd sit in my room by myself. My ex-husband would go out with the band. Of course, why should he sit with me? And I used to play Desperado nonstop and sing it and have little tears in my eyes. And now when I do it on stage, it's so hard not to cry. It meant something to me and it means something now. And when you would listen to Desperado, whose version would it be Linda's or the Eagles? Mine. Your own. Okay. Nice. And everybody that's heard it, all the reviewers have said they've never heard it done that way. Um, yeah. I do it just with piano. Yes. Um, there's a version on the Back to the Drive album that I did with just piano and me. And Jeff Beck played guitar, which mm-hmm. was superb. And then I redid it again with just me on piano for the vinyl of uh, The Devil and Me. Right. But it it... it you can hear it when I sing it, you know, just just like on the QSP album, Quattro Scott and Powell. Um, what's it called? Just Like a Woman. That's one of those songs that just, oh, it goes in. And we did that on that album. And everybody was going, oh, my God, what a vocal. I said, well, of course it's what a vocal. It can't be anything else. Right. Because it, it's down here inside of you. And then you have a chance to sing it and you go. You know, it's it's a wonderful process. I love it. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I had uh, I wrote something here about the uh, QSP album. With all these new reissues that are coming out, will we might see a QSP reissue because that's difficult to find. It is a good album. Uh, I think you might see a reissue for sure. They just joined me on the Albert Hall stage. I had my son up there for two songs. Yeah. Because we put our last two albums together. And then I had Andy and Don come up for two songs. Um, it's a popular album. It got to number 16 in Australia. I don't know why it's difficult to find. It shouldn't be. But yes, there probably will be a reissue. Uh, and we may just do another because people loved it. So it's it's being talked about. All right. Very cool. So. Uh, the Royal Albert Hall, here's what I wanted to ask you. As we all get older, what do you personally do to stay in shape with voice, body, and mind? Same thing I've always done. I'm, I'm the rehearsal queen. Okay. Um, there is no exercise. I have a gym in the garage, here, but there's no exercise that you can do to prepare you for what I do on stage. Mm-hmm. There is none. When you think about it, I, I put on the bass and I run around and I jog and I sing and I stamp and I sweat. There's no workout. So I, I do the show. But other than that, I will always do a long walk a day. I will go in the gym. I'll do the treadmill and the weights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not a stay still person <laughs> either, either in the body or in the mind. I'm constantly in motion. All right. I, I don't know what that is about me. Even when I'm sitting relaxing, my legs are going like that. You're fidgeting. I might have told, told you this before, so I hope I'm not repeating myself. But my mom was a real uh, five kids, mother, 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 the best. You could eat off the kitchen floor. Um, she used to take us regular, like religiously, 
to the dentist checkup and the doctor checkup. And, you know, you could, you couldn't fluff it off. You had to go. And she took me to my regular yearly doctor checkup one time. I think I was eight and he did everything, you know, ears, nose, throat, everything checked me out. And as we were going to be going out, I happened to overhear the doctor talking to my mother stayed with me a lifetime. And he said, Mrs. Quattro, whatever you do, do not give that child vitamins. <laughs> and I kind of, in my brain, I'm going, why did he say that? Now that I'm 71, I get it. Yeah. I, I know I'm just, I guess I'm blessed or cursed with a lot of energy. I would and say it, a blessing. Well, you know, Ryan, my husband was amazed. First of all, he said, you haven't done a gig since last September, my husband. And you didn't look even slightly rusty up there. And I was all over that stage. Two and a half hours I did. I wasn't hardly sweating. And I wasn't out of breath. And after all that, I sang Desperado a cappella with the piano at the end of the show. Now, that just means I'm fit, I guess. Yeah. I, that's what I would say. Yeah. And that, and that adrenaline's a good drug too. Oh, Dr. Theater is quite something. <laughs> Dr. Theater. That takes, yeah, really, that takes over. You can go on there feeling like death warmed up. Maybe you're not well. And as soon as you hit the footlights, you're up, you know, but yeah, the adrenaline did take over. I hit notes. I, all my notes were just even can the can in the original key. I'm going, wow. I almost wanted to put my bass down and go watch the show. You know, <laughs> speaking of that, were there cameras rolling or were you recording this show? We were going to, and then it got ridiculous expensive. So okay. we did, but, but, but I, I know the promoter wants to do it again. So maybe then we put it in place very early because yeah. I think we kind of waited till last minute and then the price goes up. But luckily the fans have put. Oh yeah. Season. Every single song on Facebook. It's out there. We've got it. And maybe that's even better that when we can even go now her return to the Royal Albert Hall. And this time you're going to have a DVD of it. Yeah, true. Maybe that's even better, you know, because the reviews have been terrific and it's just been all over the place. It's been 25 song set list. How difficult is that to put together? Because you want to include, you know, songs from your newest work, The Devil and Me. But then you have to take into account Someone might be there for the first time and they have a favorite Susie Quattro song, but you also have to be satisfied. Uh, how difficult is that to put together these 25 songs? I've always been really good. I don't know why at putting a set list together since day one. I kind of, it's like a, putting a set list together is like a graph. You do that, bang, 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 bang. You, you say hello. Another bang, you come down a little bit more. It, it's like this. And my aim is to do, to never not do the hits, always do the hits. Yeah. Then I pick out whichever country we were in, the favorite album tracks in those country. Oh, nice. And then I always pick out, like I've had 18 albums out. So there's something from Back to the Drive. There's something from In the Spotlight. There's two songs from No Control, two songs from The Devil and Me. Actually, three because of Desperado. Right. Your favorite. is It's got a bit for everything, plus always some surprises, things people don't expect. And I just, my whole thing is that when everybody leaves the room, they're smiling. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have shows booked through 2022, but still nothing in the U S yet. 
this is now being seriously taken under consideration. Cool. I have somebody who I'm working with now who has said, I'm getting you there. I said, do it. Every time I come close to it, something happens. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like, kind of like there's a jinx cousin. So I said, I'd like to get back. So I said, okay, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on that. So fingers crossed. Well, I always have my fingers crossed because I live in Los Angeles. So I assume if you did get to the States, we would be on the map for you. Front row. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Let's talk about all this Susie Quattro music that is being re-released. I think when I talked to you last time, I asked about the physical CDs and you hinted around a little bit. And now we got, I got it right in my hand, the rock box, 1973 to 1979, the complete recordings. And I pre-ordered it through Amazon UK and we get an autographed Susie Quattro booklet inside. This thing is amazing. Now, sometimes you get a box set and something's just not right about it. They missed something. You know, there wasn't enough of this, enough of that. This is perfect. It's so great. I have to say they, they did do a great job. Yeah, they did. And are these, are these new remasters or are these the same ones from that were released a few years back by the seventies label? I think they did everything brand new as far as I know. And I worked hand in hand with them. They said, can we put this track on that track on that track? on?" It's a real, real good job. I'm very, very proud of it. It went to number one on the Amazon charts on pre-sales. I'm sure it did. And it, it, the tracks definitely sound way punchier than ever before. I was just that's the amazed. modern, that's the modern technology. Absolutely. But, you know, you, you, these albums from 19, you know, early 70s, and they're just, they just sound so sweet. I'm just loving it so much. Um, now, these booklets that you signed, is this, a, is this a night in front of the fire with a glass of wine? Is that what happens? No. No, no I, the guy from the company came over and we sat at the kitchen table and I just, we did it. Open, sign, put over here. Open, sign, a thousand. I did a thousand. And he wow. said, you're like a machine. I said, well, I've done it a long time. <laughs> Don't stop the hand. Just keep it going. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, and, and the bonus tracks on this thing. I mean, there's, I don't know how many songs are on this thing, but it's uh, 132 tracks. Wow. That's a lot. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, I want to give a shout out right now to U-Turn Audio. Now look, a few years back, U-Turn Audio sent me a free turntable. And that got me back into vinyl. But ever since I got that turntable, I've been looking for some speakers that sounded to my ear the way my speakers did with my stereo when I was in high school. 
and I haven't been able to find those. Now I've purchased many speakers. Like I'll, I'll order something on Amazon, try them and they sound like crap and they go right back to Bezos's house. I actually have his address. I send them right to his house, but U-Turn Audio actually makes speakers. And just this past week, they sent me a pair. The speakers plug right into the turntable, turn on the preamp, turn on the speakers, and you are good to go. These are bookshelf size speakers, ultra low distortion amplification meets classic speaker design, and they are terrific. So look, go to uturnaudio.com, click on their speakers page. They come in black. I have the black. They come in white and they come in a wood tone. And these things sound great. They're bookshelf size. So try these out, folks. I do not think you'll be disappointed. Now back to the show. There's a video too, isn't there? Of, um, yes, yeah. there is. Yes, there is. I watched it last night. And wow, these promo videos for 48 Crash, Can the Can, Tear Me Apart, If You Can't Give Me Love, and Stumbling In, I mean... These are, I mean, they're classic and yet uh, they're humorous at times too. Like the one for stumbling in, it's just you two basically just kind of standing there and singing, but at the same time, there's some emotion in your eyes, depending on what line you're singing, but you guys are also enjoying each other's company. It was pretty cool. Our love is a lie. I, I really enjoyed watching this. This is before these videos are even more valuable because it was before MTV came out and then it became a money making enterprise to make a cool video. These are just performance videos. Yeah. Yes, they and are. That's really valuable. If you can carry that off without a clever director and just performance, you're doing something right. That's how I feel about it anyway. And the band looks so tough with their black, black <laughs> tank tops. And black jeans, and they just uh, in all the videos you can see, like the band kind of they don't dress exactly the same, but they're kind of going for a look so that they look, you know, uniform. They look like a band together. And I'm the leader of the gang. You're the leader of the gang. Uh, your drummer from back then, Dave Neal, just kicks ass in these oh, videos. He passed away about two or three years ago. Now I absolutely adored the man. Yeah. Um, I bought his drum kit. Nice. Because I want it. And yeah. my next studio album, I'm gonna. I was I was so I, I, I loved him so much. We were like brother and sister that when he left the band, I nearly wanted to stop. That's serious. Yeah, that is serious. Yeah, we were close. Good man, good man. And he did his last. Jeez. Okay, it's a good story for your show. Um, there was a show that my normal drummer couldn't do three or four years ago now. 
And I thought of my ex-drummer, Dave, Mm -hmm. and another drummer that I used. And I'll get one of them and they would basically know the set, have a couple of rehearsals with the new arrangements and all that. And Dave, Neil, begged me. He said, please, Susie, please. I said, okay, you got the gig. So he rehearsed, he rehearsed, he rehearsed. Um, we had a run through with my guitar player here so you could get all the bits. And we did, it was in Switzerland, in Zurich, packed, 10,000 people. And he played amazing. And even my husband said, wow, certain songs that like our signature Dave Neal, yeah. like um, uh, She's in Love With You. No drummer can do that. It's it's hard to explain, but it's a very certain beat and rock hard, very Dave Neal. Can the can very Dave Neal 48 crash. Anyway, he did he just just did a great job. And went home, everybody flew home the next day. And the next day after he got home, he was sitting in his chair and he slid down onto the ground and he had a stroke. Oh. And he was in a wheelchair to the day he passed away, a couple of years later. And I went to see him all the time, you know, because he he's saying, I can't wait to play again. And I'm going. You're not going to play again. Anyway, finally, thank goodness, one of the times I went to see him, the last time I no, not the last time I saw him, one of the last times I saw him, because he came in his wheelchair to the premiere of Suzy Q, and he sat in the front row. That was brilliant. Um, but the last time I saw him privately, I said, Dave, I have to know something for my own self. He said, yes. I said, did that gig you did with me cause your stroke? I needed to know for right. me. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. He went quiet for a minute and he and he went, he really considered it. And he said eventually, no, it didn't cause it, but it didn't help. And I can live with that. Yeah. So in other words, it was going to happen anyway. Maybe that accelerated a little bit, you know. 
But at least the last gig he did was with me, and it was brilliant. I mean, if you're going to have a stroke anyway, this sounds odd, but he went he 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 went out on a high. I mean, I bet that was the best night of his life in a long, long time. Yeah. I know, because when I went to the funeral and I gave a little speech and all that, and his sister came up to me after uh, privately and she said, she said, Susie, don't you ever, ever feel bad about that? She said, Dave, never stop talking about that show. Nice. So so, so okay. Okay. I have to get rid of that that I did something wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, he wanted to do the show. Who can predict that? But of course, your brain goes there. Of course, of course. When something bad happens to someone and you think it might have been, you know, you had something to do with it. Of course, you want to you want to know. So he gave you an honest honest answer. That's terrific. He did really honest. He didn't say no. And I knew that would have been bullshit. He said, (laughs) so I liked his answer. That is what I thought, too. I thought, okay, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Top of the Pops videos, did you lip sync on Top of the Pops? Did you have to? Yes, you always lip synced, but I was a strange girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I always sang out loud. Yeah. And everybody would say to me, what are you giving it all that for? I said, because it will go into the camera that way. Right. So I sang out loud and I, even for the rehearsals, I gave it all. And Lenny would say, take it easy. I say, no, because they need to see what I'm going to do. So they know what to shoot. Yeah. True. You know, going off of all that, they're over on the drummer, you know, excuse me. So I let them see what I'm doing. So yes, I did it for real. I sang out loud. That's cool. they look real. Yeah. Uh, Devil's gate drive. There's uh, some wild dancing going on during that one. And it was really fun, really <laughs> okay. fun to watch. I know. I don't think my ex-husband has ever forgiven me for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They always seem like they were game to do whatever. Like they never looked. They always were smiling. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking inside, but outside it looked like they were always enjoying whatever you were, we were asking them to do. We were a happy, tight unit. That original band was a good unit. Alistair, he's passed away now too. Great. 
Uh, Dave, of course, is gone. Lenny, my ex, we're still very good friends. Um, so we're the two left standing, but uh, we made some magic together. Yeah, for sure. And the video for If You Can't Give Me Love, you looked uh, very cute in your vest and tie. <laughs> my mother loves that. She kept saying to me, now there's a cute image. Yes, mom. And that's why I don't use it. But that was a change of pace on purpose. We wanted to try something different. Mike came up with that idea. And then I thought, well, I can't wear the leather jumpsuit for this particular song. It didn't feel right. Yeah. So I went for the silk shirt and that kind of look. And it was um, it was a good it was a good change. It looked like something uh, Eddie Money would wear in the 70s. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, it's an evergreen. It's one of everybody's favorite songs around the world. So, yeah, it was a nice change, a nice outfit change. Yeah, it just worked. Well, it's nice when uh, it's nice when you can please your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you know, as a mom, you like to be pleased, too, I'm sure. I remember swearing one time and my mom said, Susan, you have such a sweet image. I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> she has no idea what's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> no, but everybody does say that about me. Yeah. They call me sweet. I think, well, how did that happen? <laughs> Well, it's I I was watching these videos last night and my wife walked in the room and she looked up for a second and she's like, she's just a kid in these. She's a kid. I'm 71 now. I've always been lucky that I look younger than I've been. Yeah. Oh, a good 10 years younger. It's always been. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I care. I I always have announced my age from the stage. I did it at the Albert Hall. Yeah. You know, I don't hide it. I'm not chasing 21. I am 71 and I'm proud to be 71. Absolutely. You wear it well. Uh, so people who want to get this rock box, 1973 to 1979, the complete recordings, again, you can get it right now via Amazon UK, but it will be released in the States on May 27th. Uh, no signed booklet though. No signed booklet in the US. So if you want that signed booklet, try to get it, but it's probably sold out. Yeah, I think it probably is, but um, yeah, it's 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 a worth it's a box set worth having for sure. For sure. Now, there's another two disc collection out right now, and again, if you pre-ordered it from the Cherry Red Records website, you got this signed postcard. So, which I did. Yes. How many of these? (laughs) How many of these did you sign? Too many. Too many. Now, this thing is called. Back to the spotlight, and it combines the two albums from 2006, Back to the Drive, and your album from 2011, In the Spotlight. And we get some cool bonus tracks, the aforementioned Desperado. Uh, Listening to Back to the Drive, what a great, I'm going to swear, fucking album. So good. Yeah, that was produced by 
Andy Scott, my good friend from Sweet. Yep. Um, it was a good album. So good. You're yeah, I mean, really good album. Really good album. Yeah. You do a version of Rockin' in the Free World, and that's that's such a great song. I, I love anyone's version, but your version is just is killer. That's so good that it, it has transformed to the stage. And it's one of my big numbers in the set. It suits my voice. Yeah. Yeah. It suits me. Do you think Neil Young was super pissed off when he wrote that song? Because it just sounds like a song you write when you are angry. You pick up the guitar and the pen and paper and it just comes out like that. Isn't he always angry? Well, maybe. <laughs> he might be a little always angry. I, I love Neil Young. I love Neil Young. Yeah. Um I think he's always got that sort of edgy attitude, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he does. He's the best terrible voiced singer I know. <laughs> it's you know, he's in the same category as Bob Dylan. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful singers, but you wouldn't say they have good voices. Right. Yeah. But just very emotive and very heartfelt. And, you know, I love them both. Yeah. I love and, Neil Young. But Neil can also sing in that falsetto sometimes, too. It's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's got quite a bit of anger in him. I've always sensed that. In the Spotlight, also a great album and a bonus track on this. You did a cover of an ABBA song. Yes. And we do that on stage. We used to do it on stage, actually. Um, that was for a special they were doing on ABBA. They asked me to be part of it. and They wanted me to cover an ABBA song. So I spoke to Andy Scott about it. He suggested that one. And it works. You're so hot. Teasing. So you're blue, but I can't take a chance on a chick like you. That's something I couldn't do. There's that look in your eyes. I can read in your face that your feelings are driving you wild. It works. I love I love my version of that. I think it's really good. It's very cool. I, whenever it gives you, it an edge. You pick these iconic songs to cover and then you don't disappoint. <laughs> well, that's cool. nice. Like um, I said, if, if you love a song, you're going to sing it. Exactly. When they remaster these things and reissue them, do you sit down and revisit the album top to bottom? 
Sure. Oh my God. Yeah. You have to talk it all through and look at it all and everything. Yeah. 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 I I'm, I'm pretty much acquainted with everything all the time helped when I did my 62 master bass classes during lockdown. Uh, and I took suggestions of what they wanted to hear. And so many of them chose some of the old stuff. Some of them I hadn't played for years. I had to relearn these songs and I was cursing them. I said, you know, they made me relearn solos and all that just so I could show them on the master class. Yeah, I'm proud of my back catalog. It's a good back catalog. It is a good back catalog. Let me ask you this about your back catalog. Do you own your own masters? Do you control these? I did. Um, the the All these ones on the rock box. My whole back catalog has been bought by Blue Raincoat. And to buy them, they had to agree with me a good royalty rate because otherwise it's not allowed. So, I mean, the 70s were notorious for bad royalties. So now, now they work the catalog. They're doing very good with it. I did own Back to the Drive, In the Spotlight, Rock Hard, and Unreleased Emotion. Mm-hmm. And Cherry Red bought those masters for me. I finally sold them. I, I kept them for the last however many years. And then they said they would like to buy them from me. So I sold them. And But I, I still get the royalty and I'm still in the picture. Good. That's good. Speaking of those, on May 20th, we'll see the release of Suzy Quattro. The albums 1980 to 1986 from Cherry Red Records that will include Rock Hard, Main Attraction, and Unreleased Emotion. Emotion, yeah. With bonus tracks and and another signed postcard if you order it through Cherry Red. I know. All I do is sign stuff lately, you know. I thought it was just checks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read some of the liner notes here for the Rock Box. This is about the album Your Mama Don't Like Me. You say, uh, I am on record as saying the best track this band ever recorded groove-wise is I bit off more than I could chew. You still feel that way? Absolutely. Sometimes you do a track with a band and it everybody is in the pocket. I can't explain it any better than that. In fact, we were recording that track and Mike was in the control room and it went on for about eight minutes till we finally stopped. And I said, Mike, Jesus Christ, how long are you going to let this go? He said, I couldn't stop you. It was too good. It's just the best groove. I yeah. love doing that. And I did that live on my supposed final stranger. Oh, with horns and everything. Fantastic. What a groove. I love the album covers for these early albums. I mean, your second album just called Quattro. I mean, that's rock and roll. You look at that album cover and you're just like, there's there's nothing else that can be but rock it and roll. Be. There was a similar picture on Back to the Drive, wasn't there? 
with the bass coming out. For sure. For sure. Everything is on this rock box. I mean, if you're a completist and you're trying to find certain tracks, you're going to find them on this rock box. Good. So something for everybody. Isn't that nice? Something for everybody. The album cover for If You Knew Susie seems like they're trying to soften your image just a bit. This was probably around Happy Days, Leather Tuscadero times, but just another great album. It is a great album. When we got to, we got, we had a, a year hiatus working with Mike Chapman. And then I got the part in Happy Days. We got in touch with him in LA. We had dinner. He came to the first taping of the show and we decided to work together again. Only he, we purposely wanted to just change it up a little bit for that album. So it, it was nice just to take, just to do something different. And I mean, the title, if you knew Susie dot, dot, dot is just terrific. Uh, you say that 1979's Susie and Other Four-Letter Words, one of my favorite album covers. I think it really captures me and writing-wise. Mike said to me, Susie, you are writing great at the moment. Keep going. She packed her bags one moonlit night Bought a ticket on a mystery flight To a heaven where dreamers dream to a hell where losers weep She's gone to Hollywood It did capture a lot of good stuff. And I actually do love that album cover. It's it's how I see me. If that makes sense. It does make sense, you know, yeah. because I'm sure in all these years, you know, you're you're in the makeup chair and you're getting pictures taken. And, and I'm sure, you know, you have to have the final say. Hopefully you always did. Yes. But um, yeah, I'm sure there's ones that you feel capture the inner and outer Susie more than others do. Yeah. And that that's one of them. And I've always been pretty uh, stubborn about makeup and changing who I am. And, you know, I used to drive the TV shows mental, but put some makeup on me. I say, no, a lot of those early TV shows, nothing. Yeah. And then finally I would get, let them do a little bit, but I'd always say, don't change me. I have big eyes, keep them big. I have big lips. Don't make them smaller. 
This is how I look. I've got bushy, dark eyebrows. Don't change them. So I learned how to use makeup. So I still look like me. Right. And the character of Leather Tuscadero, uh, almost a borderline androgynous a little bit. You know, there's a toughness and a softness. Like me. I played it like me. Um, I am borderline that way. I am very tomboy. But then there's an area that that's very vulnerable. So I've got a little both things going for me, but I've always had that. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. Is there any movement yet on a proper Susie Quattro biopic? Big movement. And in fact, that was somebody who just called who interrupted us. Um, All right. There is two things going on. Uh, talk about either of them, but there's going to be dramatization of my life. It's going to happen. Okay. For absolute certain. Yeah. I mean, the documentary got so much interest that uh, sure. then I want to tell the story. And my attitude is if you want to tell the story about a woman in Iraq, you have to go here because I was the first, the first half success. Yes, absolutely. So Otherwise, I'm the story. I'm the one that can tell the story. Nobody else can tell it because it's after me. Right. And we're still talking to you all this time later and you're still touring and you're still recording new music. And you're yeah. still doing all these things, which is unbelievable and amazing. Now, I don't know if you care or not about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's always talked about. It's always <laughs> talked about. My question about it is, first of all, you should definitely be in there. You should definitely be on the ballot, at least. You should- Everybody says that. It's, just, it, it's. I think now I sometimes think maybe I'm in better company not being in it. But that's just me being glib. Um, it's it's been talked about a lot. I'm pretty sure they will eventually correct that because how else can you say it? But it just is stupid. It is stupid. That's all. There's no other word for it. Just I don't even get angry. It's just stupid. Yeah, stupid. So, so let's hope they, let's hope they fix that. It would be nice. I've got people working on it now, so it would be nice for them to acknowledge who and what I've done. You know, exactly. And again, I always like when artists get acknowledged for their work while they're still walking the earth and on the planet exactly. and you can go and enjoy it. I'm saying, I don't want to die before you get me in there, you know, otherwise exactly. I'll come back and bloody haunt you. Exactly. And you believe I will. If it was to happen and you got to choose who would induct you, who would you choose to induct you? Wow. That's a hard one. Gosh. Well, it would be beautiful. If Joan would induct me. Yeah. Because, you know, she was the biggest Susie Quattro fan there ever was. She had wallpaper, Susie Quattro. She actually was in the documentary. Very sweet. She said some very nice things. Yeah. Sent me a gold record recently, you know, as a thank you. So that would kind of be a little quite tearful for me. I bet Joan Jett, as excited as she is to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, there's probably a little piece of her heart that is bummed that she's in before her number one idol. I'm sure a big part of her is bummed. She's not going to turn it down. No, no. And there's, and there's nothing. But that's why I say that would kind of make to me poetic sense. And it would be a lovely thing. And that would be great if she could do that. You know, I I would love that. I I would would love that. that. I've noticed since she's very young, you know, I mean, she was, she was the one in the lobby of the hotel waiting for me after every gig before she started a band. Yeah. And waiting for me to come in with stuff to sign. I go, oh, you know, it was sweet. 
And, and then when I heard she formed a band, I remember saying to my publicist at the time who told me, I said, I remembered, I said, thank goodness. I said, because she needed to put that somewhere positive. And she did it and she had great success. I'm very proud of her. Yep. And she's still doing it. And she is iconic, just like you. So you uh, you set a good example, Susie Quattro. <laughs> Everybody. Susie Quattro is on Twitter at Susie underscore Quattro and go to her website, SusieQuattro.com for all things about upcoming releases, tons of tour dates. I can't wait to see you play live in the USA, hopefully in Los Angeles. Soon, soon, soon. And go out and find all of these new releases, the rock box and back to the spotlight and all these great things that are happening for Susie Quattro in 2022. I hope you're staying safe, healthy, and well out there on the road. I am. I'm doing good. Good. And in closing, Susie, we need a playout song so you can choose any song from this illustrious career, and that will be our playout song. Wow. The wild one. The wild one. You you open the show with it, and we're going to close this show with it. There you go. <laughs> All nice. right. Okay, nice to talk to you. Nice to see you again, Susie. Okay. And everyone, please enjoy the wild one. Thank you, Susie. Thank you. Take care. Bye.
拜拜。